to apply these words to our hearts. May, as we are the recipients of your healing grace, we be empowered as instruments of that same grace in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You may have noted that today we have opted for the lessons, not the propers that are assigned for today, but instead those which are assigned for the feast day of St. Luke today. October 18th is the feast day of St. Luke. This is significant for us on this day for a couple of reasons, several reasons. The first of which is that this afternoon at 2 o'clock there will be a special service of reconciliation and renewal held at the St. Luke's of the Mountains Episcopal Church in La Crescenta. Many of you are aware of the disputes that have taken place over property here on the diocese. St. Luke's of the Mountains was one of those parishes that uh, there's been some legal dispute over the ownership of property. Our bishop, to his credit, and I admire him greatly from the very beginning, has not made the property the key element of this dispute. His efforts and all of his communications in print and otherwise have been about reconciling parishes and about reconciling brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. And the courts have ruled and behind the scenes the work has been taking place to restore that parish to the Diocese of Los Angeles and this afternoon marks a significant service of reconciliation and restoration. We give God glory and thanks that a parish has not only been restored to this diocese, but a community, a faith community, has been restored to relationship with us as well. That will be taking place this afternoon. So it seemed appropriate that we apply the lessons of St. Luke on his feast day, on this particular day, when such a service of reconciliation will be taking place. But today also marks the one-year anniversary of my ordination to the priesthood. Now, I didn't (laughs) really... I didn't say that for that response. (laughs) I say that to say that I did not realize one year ago on October the 18th when I was ordained to the priesthood that that was the feast day of St. Luke. I didn't realize it until I'm looking through now. When we were focused on lessons for ordination, not lessons for the the feast day of St. Luke. So as I read through this last week, these lessons assigned for St. Luke's feast day, I wish I could go back and change the lessons that we read at my ordination because they seem very appropriate. Luke, the healer, Luke, the physician, given to the ministry of of reconciliation and restoration. The gospel reading for today, let me just look at the lessons. There is this strain of healing and restoration that goes through the lessons. First, the reading from Ecclesiasticus talks about physicians and those who are in the healing profession and how that those professions are ordained by God and in fact the gift of healing that is released in those professions is given by God. In a few moments we want to recognize those who are engaged in the healing professions here at St. Wilfrid's and there are many. We have all been touched in some way by those to whom God has given gifts of healing. The gospel reading for this morning is Jesus, according to St. Luke, in the synagogue, 
in his hometown of Nazareth. And it was not uncommon that someone like Jesus would stand and be handed a scroll and read from the prophet Isaiah. The people were very accustomed to readings from Isaiah. What was different about this particular day is that Jesus, at the end of the reading, rolled up the scrolls, handed them back to the attendant, sat down, and continued to speak. And what he said was, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This was Jesus' announcement of what his public ministry would be all about. To bind up those who are wounded, to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus was announcing that his ministry was going to be about reclaiming those who were lost, about restoring those who were broken, about involving those who have been marginalized that the kingdom of God excluded no one. And Jesus' earthly ministry from that point forward would be marked by healing the blind and curing the lame and raising the dead, restoring the broken, including the marginalized. If you remember, Jesus marked his ministry by reaching out to those that were ostracized in, the, in their community, to women, the woman at the well. The Samaritans, those that society scourged, lepers. He wasn't afraid to touch the lepers. Jesus marked his ministry by reaching out to the marginalized, including them in the kingdom. And he encourages us who carry on his ministry to take that same prophetic ministry of the kingdom of God is inclusive of everyone into the world in which we live. In Matthew chapter 25, it's recorded that Jesus says, and we love to read this periodically, that as you've done to the least of these, you've done it unto me. The mark of the ministry of Jesus is the reaching out to everyone, the including of everyone in the kingdom, and being instruments of reconciliation and healing. This was Jesus' earthly ministry. Let's move to the epistle reading for this morning. Here we find St. Uh, uh, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he encourages Timothy, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. I want to be, I want to spend just a minute here talking about what it means to be an evangelist. We've used that word here at St. Wilfred's a lot in the last couple of years, that word that is so difficult for Episcopalians, evangelism. And we've tried to unpack what that means. In the context of the readings for today, and especially in light of what Jesus pulls from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah and says, this is my ministry among you, that's the evangelism we're to be about. Bringing hope to the hopeless, peace to those in turmoil, healing to those who are suffering, inclusion to those who have been marginalized. And our work as evangelists in the name of Jesus Christ is about including all of those people and being instruments of reconciliation and healing. Reconciliation and healing is so important. 
How many of us have been estranged? How many of us have been, through sometimes even acts of our own, separated from a brother or sister in Christ or from a family? God calls us to reconciliation. There's a very powerful illustration of this reconciliation hidden somewhat in this letter to Timothy from Paul. At the end of our reading for this morning, Paul says, Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful in ministry. Go get Mark, Timothy, and bring Mark with you because he is useful to me in ministry. Do you know who this Mark is? In the 15th chapter of Acts, there is a story of Paul and Barnabas. You remember the tandem missionary team. They went out together and they did great works in the name of Christ. Well, in the 15th chapter of Acts, there is this dispute between Paul and Barnabas that was so severe that Paul and Barnabas could no longer journey together. Paul went one way and took Silas with him. Barnabas went another way and took Mark with him. John Mark. Why was there this dispute? What was this all about? You see, John Mark had been on a missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas. And halfway through the ministry, John Mark had left. And this enraged Paul. Mark left us when we needed him. Mark was not here when we needed him. He left. I'm not taking Mark with me again. Have you ever done this, parents, with your kids? You know, maybe they've got a friend. You know, you can go, but Johnny's not coming along with us this time. There was such a dispute between Paul and Barnabas that they over Mark that they could no longer journey together. Now, God blessed the ministry of Paul and Silas, and God blessed the ministry of Barnabas and Mark. But there was this separation. What we find in this letter to Timothy from Paul is indication that something has happened. Reconciliation has taken place. Restoration has taken place. For Paul now says to Timothy, go get Mark and bring him with you because he is useful in my ministry. Isn't that wonderful? It means that it's, it's okay when we have differences, but it's not okay for those differences to separate us forever. And God brought back Paul and John Mark reconciled. It's the ministry to which Jesus was called and about which his earthly ministry took place. It's the ministry to which every one of us are called as true disciples of Christ to be instruments of reconciliation and healing. It's the ministry that in one way or another has touched every single one of us. I stand before you today celebrating my one year as a priest, but also celebrating one year and one month of sobriety. I recognize that last year at this time, I stood here celebrating 
the Eucharist for the very first time, but also in my heart very grateful for a deliverance that God had started in my own life. And that celebration of that deliverance was not fully understood by some of those who were here listening to me on that day and brought some pain into your life and brought back some memories of maybe relationships that have been troubled in some of your lives in the past. And I stand here today thankful for God's grace that has continued to be with me over this last year. And I stand here today thankful that you have continued this journey with me. And I'm the product today of healing ministries. Doctors, therapists, and psychologists who have helped me to get beyond some of the things, the baggage that I brought with me to this place. Friends and family who have supported me and been honest with me and helped me to be a much more healthy man today than I was when I arrived here almost five years ago. I'm thankful today for the ministry that we share and for the grace you have extended to me. This is the first opportunity I've had to preach since being elected as the rector at St. Wilfrid's. And I do so today with a grateful heart to all of you who have believed in me and even to those of you who have not. Philip, uh, Luke, the physician, is important for us as a parish to be reminded of healing and health and the journey toward wholeness because in some way that's exactly where we have been as a parish and where we are still going. This has been a journey that has been challenging for many. But it is a journey that God continues to participate with us in that journey. I want to I mentioned at the beginning we want to recognize those who are in healing professions today and I wonder are there doctors, nurses, uh, psychologists, those of you who are in the healing professions, would you stand and just let us recognize you this morning? Please remain, remain standing for just a moment. Remain standing. Your profession is a ministry. It is work that God has called you to do that is not only reflective of his heart, but is an extension of God's hands. You are at work in the lives of people who benefit by God's spirit working through you. And we thank you for your faithfulness and we encourage you in your work. But I also want I want to suggest that healing professions are not limited to those who are officially titled doctor, nurse, counselor, therapist, whatever. If you have been a friend to someone who was in need and you took them food maybe after surgery 
or you've been an encouragement to them when they were at a place of depression or going through a difficult time in their life, if you have been that kind of a friend to someone, would you stand? At any time in your life, Let me tell you, all of you who are standing now, who joined these who are professionally doctors, nurses, counselors, therapists, you also are healers, instruments of God's grace and mercy extended lovingly to someone else. Now, all of you who have been touched by someone a friend, a loved one, a doctor, a therapist, someone has contributed to your health or your journey toward wholeness, would you stand and join these who are here standing? All right, and if you can't stand but it's you, just raise your hand so we know. Okay. I think that's everyone, pretty much everyone. Everyone who has been the recipient of God's healing grace has been given that grace with the purpose of now taking it and extending that grace to someone else. Jesus tells us that to whom much has been given, much will be required. All of us have received something of God's health and hope and healing through another person. If I can set a direction for us as we move ahead from this point forward as rector and parish family, it is that we become more and more with every passing year a place of wholeness and healing and restoration where we reach out to those who are marginalized in our society, those who need to be bound up, those who are oppressed, and we bring the good news that all are included in the kingdom of God. And that whenever we gather in this place, it is a celebration of the love and grace that we have freely received from God. If we can do that, and we can with God's help, this will continue to be a bright light in this community shining hope and health and healing to the world around us. Be this day commissioned as ministers of that love and grace. In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Please remain standing. We're not going to do the Episcopal up-down today. We're going to stand and affirm our common faith in the Nicene Creed. The words are on page 365 of the Book of Common Prayer. 55. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen in us. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For our salvation, he came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit, 
He became incarnate from the Virgin and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life.